Hey, Street Fighters, welcome to the show. It's Wednesday night, time for that basement episode of Street Fight, the streaming edition, really. Uh, we are chilling at home right now, doing the show. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to watch us live, we're on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Street Fight Radio is the place for that. Thank you, everybody that shows up in the chat. It's always nice to see all y'all out there. Um, if you want to get more of what we do, head to patreon.com slash Radio, where we get access to bonus content. Uh, we just did an interesting word association game for the bonus show tonight. So that's coming to your Patreon this week. Uh, jump on there for $5 a month, get you access to all of the bonus audio stuff that we've done, including Shocktober, uh, Holy Boys, March Madness, and all the rest. There's hundreds of hours of entertainment over at patreon.com slash Radio. Uh, how are you doing, Brian? I'm good. How are you, man? Hanging in there, you know, trying my best, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, that's all you can really do, buddy. You know, try your hardest. It's so weird for me to hear the music. I don't usually hear the music when we do the basement show because I don't have to have the headphones on, so I'm a little thrown off by it, but uh, it seems to be fading out. You're handling it well. uh, Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, So you're hanging in there, huh? Yeah, I am. Uh, I mean, I I just have a lot of stuff to do all the fucking time, but I'm doing stuff all the time, so I think I'm making progress. Yeah, it's good. It it is good. Like it sucks having a bunch of stuff to do, but when you check stuff off the list, that feels kind of good, right? Yeah, and I really don't even. I don't even have time to make a list or to focus on anything. Just as long as anything gets done, I'm like doing good. That's where I'm at. You're like like I'm, anything that if I do it, it's good. Like I'm, I'm celebrating every piece of effort that I have. Right. Well, we went and looked at what might be street fight headquarters today, right? Yeah. I don't want to call it that. That seems too big of a name for it, but yeah, there's a room that we want to stream from Yeah, <laughs> that we looked at our studio, uh, our, our potential studio, uh, Brett, I think we should make like a, a, a pool, right? Is that, uh, is that the right way to see how long it takes us to get in trouble there? Like because, formal uh, complaints or paperwork or kicked out or what? I mean, we get in trouble a lot, right? Like over the years, we've figured out how to get in trouble as adults. General mischief. Though, yeah, not sure. Super law breaking, but oh, when we tried to sell dinars, uh, yeah. you know, when we were selling kratom and CBD and all that stuff, I mean, we always just figure out ways to get ourselves in Dutch. When we got kicked out of the hotel, I just keep thinking about that. And the thing that worries me about us renting our office is that, like, we are, uh, it's like I have this disaster scenario in my mind where we're there for one day and all of a sudden the guy's like, yeah, Hey, you know, I heard you guys were like smoking joints in, in the back of the place. You got to cut that out. And it's like, God damn it. You know, we fucked up. Now we got a whole year where we can't 
hang out at the office. Yeah, I mean, I've been setting off my, I mean, I, it took 23 days between setting off the fire alarm in my apartment. So Good job, Good job dude. Um, but I hear other people do it all the time, too. It makes me laugh in the middle of the day. Or even at night, I'll just be reading a book and I hear like a fire alarm start ringing in the middle of the night and then someone frantically swinging a pillow in front of it, you know? Right. You know, that should be a new thing, right? Like that, we need to upgrade fire alarms to not go off all the time, but go off when they're supposed to go off. Well, not go off when weed smoke. They should have weed filters. That's fucking really smart, dude. I didn't even think about that, but I was also talking about like when I'm making burgers in my house or something. It's like, no, I was only talking about doing dabs that are too hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Brett, uh, I don't know why I'm doing this on the air, but uh, I, I found um, locally fairly cheap 40 milligram edibles. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Brett might be interested in something like that. Um, I mean, I don't, I, I make those. If anybody listening wants to buy cookies from me, get a hold of me on any of the social media. I'll sell them to you. I have 50 milligram. Getting in trouble, baby. Going to go get in trouble. Um, so, um, what, what are we going to do here? What are we going to do here? Well, first of all, it's a day of celebration. Uh, Donald Rumsfeld died today. So that, that is awesome. Oh, that was, that is very awesome you know i think we should play some skank and pickle to uh celebrate it why would you do that <laughs> okay we just did a patreon special and brett uh introduced me to a band called skank and pickle and uh it didn't make me happy to learn about skank and pickle <laughs> are there any skank and pickle fans in the chat you know i bet I some people are into skank no. and pickle out there nope Somebody is going to hit me with a, I'm into sk skank and pickle. A lot sure. of people will on, on Twitter. There's no way with just, I'm looking at the amount of people in the chat that there's no way one of them like skank and pickle. <laughs> well, you know, they were, they were a thing, you know, some of us were into, sorry, not all of us could be into corn and limp biscuit. Well, but I was into like, other band like like spine shank was a band that i was super into like mm -hmm. so i do understand where you're coming from like when you get really really into a genre and yeah and like uh you're just like you listen to the h tier bands and you're just like okay like I'm I'm like there's bands that I was just like really into there. There was like a, a short period of time where I was really, really, really into the band Orange Nine Millimeter. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah. 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 These guys fucking rock. But like you say Orange Nine Millimeter to somebody these days and they're like, I don't I, I don't know what's there. Like it they is, rocked. Yeah. It is really weird how like when something blows up when like a genre of music like blows up and then that and then like the bands that just kind of don't make it because really when you think about uh, you know my expertise would be new metal when you think about the amount of bands that are still left 
doing it on on a high level you're really only looking at three or four and that's like what happens to all of them that's what happens to all genres because like nobody thinks about skank and pickle people think about fucking less than jake and and uh but i'm sure there was a period where up to 12 people got way into skank and pickle <laughs> You picked the worst band name to tell me about ska. I mean, that's really your fault. This is your fault. I <laughs> wouldn't mean to do this. Thought, yeah. I would have never thought there was a band called skank and pickle. Like, why would I even consider there to be a band called skank and pickle now? I'm sorry. It's the only thing I can think about. That's it on my mind. We're fucking talking on a show <laughs> where Donald Rumsfeld died today. And all I can think about is skank and pickle. And it, bam, 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 bam. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> we can't play it on. Okay. So maybe Jake can add skank and pickle at the end of the show <laughs> for, the, for the podcast listeners. <laughs> so yeah, Rumsfeld died. He is, I mean, not a polarizing figure in our world. We, we hate them, you know, and I, I would assume that all of our listeners hate them. Yeah. But I, you know, actually um, I had an emotional moment this week because uh, somebody that I'm friends with and actually someone that supported street fight uh, early on uh, told me that they came down with cancer and I was really sad about it. And then there was also a moment where I was like, this plus this person doesn't deserve cancer. And it's like the sweetest, most open people like the, the the best people i know end up with the worst diseases and people like donald's rumsfeld and uh mitt romney and any of the fucking heads of state they live forever henry kissinger no problems he deserves cancer like they should have died of like horrible cancer decades ago you know right yeah yeah i mean they all get to live their fucking life out i think it sucks the most frustrating thing about it is not like, even in terror, not even inside of a hole. They should have been buried. He should have been buried inside of a fucking hole. He should have been in a, in a grave. Like he should have already been in a grave when he was actually alive. Like one of those things where like when I was a teenager, this is going to go way too far. I'm already letting everybody know it's going to go way too far. When I was a teenager, there was this kid that we all hated. Like he was a, 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 a kind of a jerk, you know, mm. and, Here's the thing. He might not have even been a jerk. He might have been like a guy that didn't share weed with us or something like that. Or like he wouldn't let you bum a smoke, you know, but uh, we hated him so much that one day we were just sitting outside and we were just like, I wish we could fucking put him in a casket and bury him six feet under, but then put a fucking straw out of the casket up so that he can still breathe. And he has to die that way, you know, down in that casket. And then people would be like, yeah, we could feed him sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, I think about that conversation so much because it's like, there is a non zero chance that like, that's how most murders start out. <laughs> well, I also, but I think there's also, there's an ugliness inside of us and there's a, like something inside of people that like saw or hostile 
Um, we want to see people butchered and we think that like some people deserve it. And like Jeff Bezos does and Donald Rumsfeld deserves to be torn apart. And like, that's somebody that we could have all collectively enjoyed watching that guy being forced to drink out of a straw for the last 20 years, you know? Right. Right. And, and it's kind of like, uh, you, you bring up Bezos. I mean, maybe he doesn't survive the space thing that he's planning to do, which is, you know, a serious possibility. You know, uh, uh, he's just some rich guy and he's flying into space. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, these guys just, I mean, it really sucks. This, this world sucks where like this world sucks in that <laughs> nobody die like nobody bad dies young yeah you gotta watch them and then they die in a bed surrounded by their families yeah he should have his head uh, chopped off thank you but like maybe by like an iraqi family or something could have we could have let them do it would have been nice for them we're not going to be able to tell these people to fuck off you know like we don't get anything out of it so i don't know man i just you're right. Uh, these guys all get to live forever. And then we have to fucking sit around and be like, you know, like you said, a street fight fan gets cancer and you're like, oh, Jason's fixing it. A street fight fan gets cancer and you're like, this isn't fair. All street fight fans should get to live to be as old as Donald Rumsfeld did. Absolutely. So that is our, our Donald Rumsfeld thing. Maybe you know, we'll dedicate a skank and pickle song to his death. Yep. yep. Instead of, you know, well, you're going to skank on his grave. We're going to be out there just all over his grave. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. We'll fucking find out where it is, dude. And we will skank on his grave. We're getting back on the road soon. Yeah, We got to skank on graves. I want to skank on the Limbaugh grave too. Yeah. Let's do a thing where we start skanking on bad people's grave. I'm into it. I'm going to get my bondage pants out. I'm ready to go. We'll pick a skank and pickle song for all the videos. Uh, So that's something we might do. We could also mosh the click, click, boom. I will Um, do that. I would. uh, Yeah. If anybody anytime wants to mosh to click, click, boom, I'm in. I have a huge thing about click, click, boom this week because the Sopranos movie trailer came out and people were complaining because they said it looks like an action movie. And, you know, that's not what the Sopranos is about. And I'm like, man, it. I mean, if they're not playing click, click, boom in the trailer, you can't say it doesn't look like an action movie. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm I also going to say... Um, the Sopranos is made for action movie fans. That's who it's for. Um, and that if you're going to do a movie out of it, it should be exciting and have that level of energy. You don't have like four or five seasons to do anything. I know if I was making a Sopranos movie, it would straight up turn into a fast and a furious movie. Yeah. And that's why they won't let me make any movies. You'd just be driving around saying hi to everybody that was ever in the series <laughs> doing a favor for them. that would be fucking that would be actually an incredible fucking movie um let me see if we've done this story i'm I'm looking click click boom the chat agrees that it is the song that like it ties everything together like when you're you really need to make a point like 
It's it's the perfect song. I mean, I think it's really great in in like when you're watching a trailer and like the beginning of the trailer is like people talking. It's like, well, what are we going to excitedly do? Gonna happen? And then you click, click, boom, kicks on. And then you show a car like jumping a ramp. Yeah. And, uh, all of all that stuff. I yeah. Think. Someone's like, I don't know. I've never fucking hit. I've never tried to move a, a, an illegal Fabergé egg across state lines before. And then it's like, click, click, boom. And then, then they have a <laughs> Fabergé egg inside of a Camaro that's flying across the Grand Canyon. Oh, my God. You just wrote my favorite movie. Now, Camaro jumps Grand Canyon <laughs> movie would be great. There's some of that in Fast 9. They, they jump a canyon. Um, so something that I was listening this week to an anti-union podcast, uh, cool. that's about you. That's about how unions are bad. Apparently really um, it stinks. It really stinks, Brett. Like I tried to cut audio from it and I only got two pieces, but, uh, um, it's not good, but, um, I was listening and the guy, the episode I listened, one of the episodes I listened to was about the gig economy and how they're trying to pass laws to classify gig economy workers as employees, which I'll say this is kind of a sticky situation. I think, I, you know, obviously I think they're employees and it almost feels like maybe there is a way to do this where it's not all in and all out. If that makes sense to you, Brett, where it's like you can have a gig economy job and be a, a contractor, an independent contractor that if that's what you want, you can have it, but you should also have the option to like opt in to unemployment benefits, workers comp benefits, uh, uh, like all the benefits. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the list of benefits. I think that there is a way to do it where because I do know that that there are a lot of people who are independent contractors that don't mind being independent contractors and and like actually kind of like it. Uh usually because they sell drugs or do something illegal on the side. Yeah, it's tight. It's tight. Yeah. Um, so I was looking at this story. This is from CNN. And uh, there, we'll just go through it here. Darlene Demarakian started working as an independent contractor for Handy, an on-demand service for home cleaning and handyman tasks, more than a year and a half ago for the flexibility it provided her to make money while caring for her terminally ill partner. But she says there have been countless instances when something has gone awry, each of which has made her feel like she has little control over what arises while working for the company. Uh, that first paragraph was how I felt with Lyft. I, I really felt with the way that Lyft was set up was while maybe fair for the writers, uh, wasn't fair for the workers that were doing it. But for example, you don't know where you're dropping the person off until you've picked them up and started the drive. I don't know if that's changed at all, but like, if you're dropping 
if you if you're driving your own car and you have to drive like 20 minutes out of town it's not like somebody's gonna get the lift to help pay for your way back you know which i guess that could lead to sticky situations if you were able to turn down rides but you really aren't allowed to turn down rides in lift at least and right. and it puts you in some pretty wild situations like for instance, when I was driving for Lyft, uh, I picked the guy up that had just come in on the Greyhound. He was coming in to see his girlfriend uh, uh, for the first time. They hadn't seen each other, and uh, he, he wanted me to drop him off in Athens, Ohio, which is an hour and 15 minutes out of Columbus. Yeah. Um, I drove him. I did it because, like, number one, it was just kind of like, well... I'll make some money uh, driving him there. You know, an hour drive out of town is going to make some kind. It'll be like a chunk of money. I know I'm not going to get a tip because <laughs> it's going to cost a fucking ton of money for this guy to travel all the way out of town. But yeah. I think, and I think it was like two o'clock in the morning when this happened too. And it was just kind of like, I might maybe shouldn't have taken him there. But what do you do once they're in the car? You know? Um, so in that moment when he got in the car, I felt almost no control over my life or my job. You know, I'd already been working <laughs> right. six, 16 hour, or 12 hours that day as a Lyft driver. And uh, all got, of a sudden, you, get, you pick him up and it says, go to Athens right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he's like the sweetest kid. He's like a 19-year-old, you know, he's like a 19-year-old kid, and, and he's just like, ah, I can't wait to get to see my girlfriend. And it's like, well, how else would he get there if I didn't take him? You know, I, another driver wouldn't take so I did it. But I, I, I bet you with Handy, this other app, there's even more helpless situations and uh, that's why I'm reading this article. Demarakian, who does furniture assembly and handyman work, says she was once tasked with what was supposed to be a small tree stump removal, only to discover it would require much more powerful tools than she'd brought. Information that she, she says wasn't relayed to her until after she arrived at her job. After attempting to remove the stump anyway, she not only left with a collection of broken tools, which she estimates cost her about $500, Oof. and which she'd have to replace herself, but her pay was docked for leaving the job early. Oof. Um, but she's, she says she's been charged $50 for canceling jobs after learning they were 100 miles away. Uh, she's gone uncompensated for extra time spent to finish tasks because a customer didn't adjust the booking hours and experienced sexual harassment on the job. But she keeps coming back for gigs when necessary. Um, I, when I read that, it was just like, I, I, I mean, it all squares too. You don't, you absolutely all of that squares. The sexual harassment, of course. Like you're going to people's house and you're working and you're a woman. Like, yeah, it, those people are going to harass them. Well, and there's also, I mean, a lot of this like appy kind of we're disrupting everything bullshit is that they promise 
things that can't happen. That like somebody is like, I'm going to type into this handyman app that I want a new bathroom. And like, you're going to say, oh, I can do that for $1,100. And then you show up and the pipes are a million years old. And like, you're way over in your head, way over your head. You know, somebody that's like, I have a trailer that I can move stuff. All of a sudden they're like, well, we have an entire, we have an entire grocery store uh, that needs to be moved now with your pickup truck. We just hired you, you know, like there's just, there's a disconnect and they're and and they promise people way too much. Well, and the app doesn't fucking really care that you're right that you get out there and you don't have the right tools. It's like, just do it. Now, if I called a landscaper to come and take a stump out of my yard and that landscaper did not have the tools to do it, then they would leave and say, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it is well, like, they would tell you up front how much it's going to be. And then they would say, we, like they, they weren't, they weren't going to tell you that like, give us $250 and we'll, we'll hire a specialist to come to your house. And the specialist is somebody that looked on YouTube. The specialist is somebody that decided to use their, um, their stimulus money on like a landscaping starter kit. And then all of a sudden they show up to your place off this app uh, and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Whereas like a landscaper is like to get that stump is going to be $2,000. I'm sorry. You want to go online and you want to type it in that someone can take a fucking stump or a tree and remove it. It's several thousand dollars. Any way you slice it. And and you got lied to. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, so Apparently, so this handy, we, uh, so the litigation in California came after the public rights project filed a complaint with the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing last fall, claiming that a number of handies cleaners in the state say they've been sexually harassed on a job and that the company not only hadn't done enough to address incidents, but at times penalized the workers with fees for leaving jobs early after incidents yep. the new york times reported handy said at the time that it's response handy said at the time it's responsive to incidents of this nature that workers were charged a fee only if the customers complained about an unfinished job and uh uh that that could that could be verified and didn't go challenging the worker so you know they're telling these people like you know they're, I'm sorry. They're telling these people that like, you're going to be charged if you leave the job. So you have to stay at, at the job. Right. And like, I mean, that all squares, like none of this sounds like bullshit to me. This is, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is the entire problem with contracting in general is that people can like replace some people can replace in your a wall in your house for pretty cheap. Um, but once they get there and look at it, it's not the same thing, you know, like there's nobody is the same. You, you want to go, you, you, you go and you research and you're like, Oh, I got to replace this headlight on my car. It only takes 45 minutes. It actually takes three hours. It takes three yeah. fucking, everything takes three hours. Um, you went on an app and they said $75 to replace a light bulb. You thought that was a good deal as a business owner. You show up, it's probably going to cost you $750 to change this fucking light bulb. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of the thing is like, they're expecting you to, they're, 
I, I think like they're expecting people to come in and have like a, a like be full on handy. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like they're 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 expecting people to come in and do a job that takes some skills. Right. Yeah. They they just they just assume that people will uh, say that like, oh, I've laid carpet before. They don't think that people will just sign up to lay carpet for the lowest price possible because they've never done it before. Yes, absolutely. So I went to Glassdoor to kind of look through what the jobs are like. And uh, I got some bad reviews, Brett. Uh, this is from a handyman in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, pros. None at all. Horrible to employees. Con. Mm. They never believe or ask employees their side. They believe the customer, even if you can prove it. You're charged fees for everything with no explanation. I woke up to look at my schedule and they canceled all of my jobs and deleted my account. Still no response, no phone number to call, only emails, and some never get answer. I made them a lot of money and great reviews. Do not use this company. You have been warned. Fuck. Uh, yeah, because they can fucking take your job away. That's the other scary thing about the gig economy. It's like they can just decide, like, you know, you need to figure out, uh, you, you need to figure it out. You got to do it. Hey, if you, if you, you got to pull a stump, uh, you, you got to pull a stump out of the ground. It's like, if you aren't able to do that, then you're, you're kind of fucked. You know, <laughs> like, like you, you just have to leave. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, the, the, there, this is not the way to handle things. Um, I mean, it's, it's a total degradation, degradation of lifestyle, even in like a conservative idea of like old school America. Um, someone could be an expert or know how to do these things and, and have a living and, and a house over their a roof over their head and all these things. Uh, just paying desperate people. The, the This is just like the lowest common denominator. This is for people. This is like always promising that like, no, we can get plumbing done for cheaper. I can get it for $10 cheaper. I can get it for $20 cheaper. I guarantee I can get some crazy person to sign up to, to plumb your fucking house, you know? Right, right. And, and it, it, it degrades the jobs yeah you know these jobs that like we need handy people you know we we need people that are like a jack of all trades can do all of the things that you would ever need to get done and i have met people who you know back in the day like if there was a handy person that you worked with they would absolutely like they would start a little business they'd make a little logo and get like a pickup truck with a trailer on it and they're you know they could just advertise and what ends up happening is okay so that you could make a good living doing this you could make a good living being a handyman and then after a while it became this thing where like people go to craigslist to find the cheapest possible person to do yeah. it and yeah. now there's just an app to find the cheapest possible person. So you yeah. have the people working at your fucking house that are very likely skilled, 
are semi-skilled and then you're angry at them if they aren't skilled you know like you i think you, they aren't yeah i mean i think that someone that signs up to hang a picture for 13 dollars at your house i mean i think they're desperate it's the same it's the same thing with like mcdonald's with like they they pay they don't pay enough to have decent employees that can stick around and have the time to to focus on this like no one can come to your house and work off this app they they are focused on other things they're fighting to fucking survive you know like they don't have they're not going to pay attention to detail because they they are they are worried about a lot more shit like you you aren't paying them enough you paid them the least amount possible exactly exactly they're not going to get done what you are trying to you could have paid a professional that came over with a fucking polo shirt with the name of the company on it and it would have cost you more but you're doing you live in the fucking suburbs or you're a big shit in the city and all of a sudden you want to undercut people i don't know you don't have any you have you you don't have any money you have money to spend on all kinds of other crazy shit but when it comes to getting stuff done at your house like then you cut corners you know you're like oh why would i pay for that you know so you get these fucking hooligans instead. Right. So I, I remembered what I, what I was doing with this when, when I read it. Um, I, I read the reviews on the Apple App Store. And uh, they're all, they have pretty, a lot of bad reviews where um, I booked, so they, it's people complaining about the work that was done. And it's like, maybe hire somebody um maybe hire somebody that is not on an app yeah get that work done well and this reminds me i mean this brings me back to when i had a dog and i wanted to get my dog walked and watched and like to get to put it to to like have the dog taken care of overnight and take it to a kennel it was like 80 bucks a night and it was super fucking expensive for me to go away for a week and then you went to this app and i found somebody that would come and walk my dog every single day for 25 dollars a day and then they came over and they walked the dog and then they sent me a text message where they were like we need money up front like i need money tonight and they were in a very desperate situation and they just created a whole dramatic circumstance that I, that like they became a part of my life because I didn't want to pay to have my dog properly taken care of. I didn't have the money to just have somebody do the right thing and take care of my dog all the way. I was looking to, to get some sort of sketchy person to come into my house for $20 a day instead. Right. And, and I just don't even think that, uh, I don't even think that I, I don't even think that there's not a place for something like this, I guess. Like what I'm trying to say is like, it would be great if there was an app that you could go on and connect with people and work. Yeah. And, and Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> well, I get work done on your house, but those people should also like, have all the tools that they need to have they right. should 
have like treat the treat the employees better and i'm all for something like that that's star trek i think that's what they do in star trek i think that's like they they figured that all out money doesn't matter everybody that chips in is like doing their part and we all deserve everything i mean i I, yeah it sucks doesn't make any sense that like nobody realized that um we like when people we like when people uh, are in precarious circumstances and don't have to, you know, they don't have to get me to hire, they scam me into hiring them to uh, put some crown molding in so that they can then rent the place out for like a brothel for the afternoon and make more money back, you know? <laughs> yeah. So then I'm reading this story from the Washington Post. That uh, maybe it was sudden sticker shock. Maybe it was the escalating return to travel after more than a year at home, or maybe it was just a long time brewing. Whatever the cause, a firestorm over fees on Airbnb erupted recently on social media, prompting the company to pledge a review. Many yeah. users pointed out that the vacation rental platform, which was seen as a cheap alternative to hotels when it launched in 2008, had become so laden with extra charges that hotels some, sometimes seem like a better option. Always are a better option. Yeah. No, I said this. I've been saying this, actually. I've <laughs> yeah. been saying this. Yeah. Hotels are always fucking better. But we... Yeah, the- no, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that's what I've been saying to people because we have a discount with a family discount for hotels. And um, going back, looking at vacations and trying to plan future stuff, the fees on these things are outrageous. And they fucking lie to you. out. They lie to you. They, they say this is $89 a night to stay at a house. And you're like, great. This sounds like a good idea. And then it's also $89 in fees per night. You know? I know. It's always double. And... The, the the food sucks. The accoutrements suck. They never have a fucking enough. They never have like um, they never have enough towels. Like these people aren't the Airbnb people are are not good at good hoteliers. Like w- that's why I am now firmly with you, Brian. In that like hotels or nothing. Like they are they provide a sanitary experience that's affordable that isn't a fucking lie the way that airbnbs and verbos are right so i'm looking at airbnb for chicago right now okay and one night july 1st to july 2nd brett and uh the second link here is private room bronzeville uh grant park chinatown and it's 49 dollars a night right under that it says 89 dollars total so a room that costs $49 a night costs $89 actually a yeah. night. Um, there is an entire apartment and it says uh, $91. And then underneath it, it says $181 total. So it's a lot of times it's double. double. You're right. Yeah. It's fucking double. But the other, the other side of this is like I'm looking at somebody's receipt Uh, They posted on Twitter, we got to stop Airbnb and it says price details and it says $99 for not, it's a $99 a night Airbnb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For two nights, which is $198. It costs $198 for two nights and a $99 Airbnb. Uh Then it's the cleaning fee. 
$114. Service fee, $44.05. Occupancy taxes and fees, $57.90, which comes out to a total of $413.95. Yeah, it's a scam, man. I mean, it's somebody's ugly-ass bed and ugly-ass decor. I would rather stay at like a $40 a night hotel uh, on a stiff-ass mattress and get a much more honest experience because at least they have enough soap, you know? At least they have turndown service. Like these Airbnbs are not luxurious. Mm -mm. And at least somebody comes in like at least somebody we know when we go to a hotel that if somebody was in the room the night before me, somebody's going to come in and clean that room before I get there, straighten it all up, make it look nice. Um, I think that when you get an Airbnb, and you know we've been there where they back them up to each other where like they're like checkout time we we got a place in jacksonville where checkout time was 10 which is also bullshit that's the other reason hotels are better is what why does checkout time have to be at 10 in the morning because if it's at 10 in the morning you can get the place turned over and somebody can sleep in there that night I think is the reason for that. The hotels but, are the same. Right. But hotels are noon to get out. Checkout time is noon at hotels, which is reasonable. And uh, I just think that what happens when you check out of an Airbnb is somebody comes in and makes the bed and makes sure there's no dishes in the sink and they're just fucking out of there, you know? And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, the, the cleaning fee, I think that people keep that for themselves. Definitely at that place we stayed in Jacksonville, the, that grandpa showed up because he was going to clean the place and keep the, the cleaning fee for himself. He did. So he shows up at 930. Checkout time's at 10. This guy shows up at 930 knocking on the door saying like, hey, uh, <laughs> I need to come in here. And and uh, are, are you guys ready to like go? they like watched us leave? We all had to pack. No, up. he started cutting the lawn. He started yeah. he started riding the lawnmower with the baby on his lap. Yeah. And we checked in there and there were birds in it which is also just an incredibly odd thing to do when you're renting a house out for something. But like Airbnbs, now that they cost more than hotels and they're ruining neighborhoods, it's like Airbnb is a solid now 100% negative in the world. Like there was a period where like, you could check in, you get a, you get it cheaper and you can crash somewhere. And I guess like, that's a good thing, but like now there's so many of them and they're all made the cheapest possible. Yeah. There is nothing in those places it's, that isn't so cheap. It's what we said with the handy app. I mean, at the beginning, it was like cool people were like, yeah, I'll, I'll go uh, stay somewhere else. You can rent my house for $100 a night. And then it gets like commodified to the point where now somebody is like, we can rent a place for $600 a month and we can put a bunch of West Elm shit inside of it and then rent it out for $800 a month or, you know, twice, whatever it is. It's... They, they it's fuck it up. Crazy. It's just like, yeah, you're being taken advantage of if you're using Airbnb at this point. And also, if something 
if they accuse you of something breaking, you're you're gonna get hit with a huge charge. Well, we did we did all right. They said that we broke shit and smoked weed in in uh, South Carolina, and that charge did not stick. It didn't. No. Good move, dude. Good fucking move. I didn't know if it stuck, and like we're because that story is interesting. Because didn't you talk to the house? owner person no i yeah i just messaged her back and told us that we didn't leave any weed behind and we didn't break anything (laughs) hey man we didn't leave any weed behind we would never do that because i didn't want to have the weed for the next place i think i probably did say something like we are a group of people that would never leave a gram of weed behind (laughs) cleaning fees are set by hosts so that they can adjust to their needs though the company pointed out that airbnb offers tips to keeping the amount reasonable and suggests they consider not charging cleaning fees at all in the early days of the pandemic the company announced an enhanced cleaning process for hosts to follow we also know that guests really want a clean property we definitely don't want don't want to compromise the quality of the cleaning by constraining what hosts can be reimbursed for there but what are they paying for what are the hosts like just the cleaning stuff right like i have to buy cleaning stuff for my house and i really don't feel like the cleaning stuff that i buy for my house takes an enormous part of my budget if that yeah, and also sense. i mean i i i just am not i don't trust other people's cleanliness I mean, people are fucking disgusting to me. If you ask me, I think most people go home to a gross ass house that would not want them responsible in charge of cleanliness of anything. I think most of us don't know and are have unacceptable behavior when it comes to like cleanliness. Like I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I've stayed in Airbnbs that were unacceptably disgusting and beyond bad hygiene. Um, but somebody else lives there all the time and that's their fucking life, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't think we should be subjected to that. Right. They charge enough so that they can go stay somewhere else. Yeah. You stay in their house, which also is such a bummer to think about, you know, when you're, when you're there, it's such a bummer to think like this guy, man, he's probably needs money really bad. Yeah. You think everything's a bummer. It is a bummer, though. I think it's cool to go have a go have a sleepover with your friends while some fucking (laughs) dumbass spends four hundred dollars to sleep in your house. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. There's a bunch of receipts on here that are like crazy as hell. So, so um, yeah. Fuck Airbnb. Fuck Handy. Fuck. You know what, Brent? I'm going to just say it. I don't like any apps. Yeah, gig all. life sucks. It is. It is the worst possible situation that you could end up in now. That but, in where everybody's... Uh, it could be cool. Yeah, I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I understand where you were at earlier, where it was like, this seems like the easiest way to do things. Like, wait, if there was an app where you could post to have professionals take care of your problems... Um, that would be ideal, but instead it's just people struggling to survive, scamming other people through legal means. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, let me see here. Let's see what else we got here. 
I am uh I I'm I'm trying to figure out all the stuff that I had. I was like I'm going through the old stuff here. Uh-huh. So uh, I don't know why I didn't do that before we recorded, but I yeah. have stuff. So let's do this. Let's do this. So people keep talking uh, or people love to talk about the generations, right? So I found this article uh, from, from a site called Kasasa and they explain the generations and, and how each one is different. So let's like just, what generations, like what's a boomer? What's oh. Y? What are gen X? What's gen Z? So oh, no. I, I, let's look at, okay. So baby boomers are born 1946 to 1964, which that's a little bit of, that's kind of, they're 57 to 75, which is, those are both like pretty wild figures because they're both like just reversed. A number is reversed. I, I mean, it's a large group. So let's take a look at the baby boomers media consumption. Cause that's important. Yeah, I mean, ahead, baby boomers are really just like the dumbest shit people. They saw stuff and they got abused in some way as a kid that like they're never going to recover from. So they're just going to be always be brain damaged forever. And yeah, basically everyone 55 and older is like untrustworthy. I mean, I know there's some good ones that listen and everything, but uh, I get it. Like you got to write that those people off because they saw like cowboy cartoons and didn't have the internet and like were outside of EPA guidelines and smoked heavy metals and shit. Like they're just wild cards. Brett, they are. And I'm just going to say this. And I know that you don't generalize a whole generation, but I have to say if I had to generalize or, or, figure out what baby boomers are, what, you know, they talk about the greatest generation and stuff like that. I would call them the meanest generation because <laughs> like they, they, I feel are the meanest of all the generations. But, uh, so their media consumption is baby boomers are the biggest consumers of traditional media, like television, radio, magazines, and the newspaper. Despite being so traditional, 90% of baby boomers have a Facebook account. <laughs> so that's, I mean, we all knew that's, that's where they were. So uh, uh, the generation has begun to adopt more technology in order to stay in touch with family members and reconnect to old friends. Uh, so that's the boomers. That, when we say, okay, boomer, which I'm way off from a boomer. People have said I'm a Nobody boomer. Nobody says that. Who says okay boomer anymore? Nobody. But I'm saying I'm way off from a boomer. Like I, I am I was born after 1964. I am Gen X. Uh actually, I'm learning now. Uh that that's from 1965 to 1979. So people 41 to 56. I was born in 79, Brett. So I kind of lean back and forth in Gen X and, and what is it? Gen Y millennials. I'm like kind of in the middle of that, but their media consumption is that they still read newspapers and magazines. Not true. Listen to radio and watch TV about 165 hours worth of TV a month. 
that's fucking a big number i think is that a big number yeah i mean you watch tv all the time don't you i can't imagine i do a that'll make me feel bad brett if if 40 uh, hours a week i guess 41.25 hours a week 41.25 hours a week would be seven days i mean it's a lot of tv like six hours a day of tv that's really you have to be really jamming on tv like you have to push all of your other hobbies and interests and friendships aside to get that much tv in that's a, that is that's a full-time job i would say in 1999 2000 from 1990 yes like 2006 i probably i put that work in (laughs) (laughs) five hours a day sitting on the getting all the best content in you're right running two uh uh tvs with vcr so like there was this period of my life this is gonna this is so old this is such an old man to say but uh i was thursday nights was must see tv so friends was on thursday nights and then what happens cbs put survivor on thursday nights and i'm like i can't watch them both at the same fucking time so i had a pact with my sister where we each recorded the other one and then we traded tapes the next day <laughs> so like i i had smart to- yeah, it was. But I have to think that in, in 2000, I, I would say in 2004, I maybe watched 10 hours of TV a day. I would guess. I can't imagine okay. what else yeah. I was doing. Yeah. So, uh, however, they're also digitally savvy and spend roughly seven hours a week on Facebook, the highest of any generational cohort. So, uh, Gen X spends a lot of time on Facebook, mostly probably watching like old classic rock videos and just yeah. <laughs> MTV unplugged <laughs> yeah, Chris Cornell shit. <laughs> Chris Cornell shit is <laughs> a, a really good description of what Gen X is really into. They just, those people went bonkers for Chris Cornell. <laughs> Uh, their banking habits. I like to hear about banking habits, Brett. Yeah, do you? Since they are digitally savvy, Gen X will do some research and financial management online, but still prefer to do transactions in person. They <laughs> believe banking is a person-to-person business and demonstrate brand loyalty. <laughs> Ew! If they put on like a button-up shirt and go down to the bank and talk to their favorite teller. I mean, what do you need to go to the fucking bank for? You know, like, I'm just trying to, I guess like, you know, I guess you, you can go to the ATM and get money like fee, like without fees. If you go to the bank, you can make somebody work for you. It's easier to like, I mean, waiting on the phone. Cause like I've been kicked off phone trees now to the point where I'm thinking about like, I need to go to the banks now. It, like it is like you get it out of the way and you're right here and you're applying pressure and they can't get rid of you. I mean, are you fighting with the bank a lot? No, I did go to, I went to set up the business account and everything. And it was nice to just sit there and tell somebody what to do instead of me going <laughs> online and filling it out. 
Well, let's look at the boomers' banking habits. I, I, I forgot to look at that. Boomers prefer to go into a branch to perform transactions. Yeah. This general generational cohort still prefers to use cash, especially for purchases under five dollars. Um, that does square with a lot of the older people I know. They just will not get on the credit card bandwagon they will not i mean i'm fucking like trying to figure out the maximum amount of ways to pay for stuff i'm, I'm using apple pay i'll use a venmo i'll use a paypal <laughs> anything where i don't have to have dirty green money in my pocket yeah i disagree um i think that like swiping the card comes easier i mean they don't i feel i don't know if they i feel I don't think they have any sort of connection to like dollars and bills unless they're like doing a reselling at a flea market on the weekend. Um, I've seen my motherfucking mom sign for an 89 cent water for sure. Me too. I do that. I, I stop every day and get a Gatorade $2 49 cents. And I fucking use Apple pay to pick that motherfucker up. Just bonk. I, I will never have cash. I don't want cash at all. I don't, I just don't want it on me because I'll spend it or lose it. And that is the fucking problem. Um, I do think it's neat with cash that like nobody knows how you spent it. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. That is. Yeah. But I mean, you don't, I'm not, I don't know. Like, I guess the government, like you'd be worried about the government knowing how you spent your money, you know? Right. Yeah, there's uh, some stuff they don't want you to spend your money on. And if they find out that you're spending your money on it, you're getting in big trouble. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I use cash at the dispensary because you have to. I, I haven't signed up for hyper yet. H-Y-P-U-R, which is a yeah, way then, that you can pay with a card. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that. I don't know why they require that because like it's good to have cash in the drug business because you can skim money from it but i don't all they want to do is maybe endanger people's lives they want them to get robbed more often i don't know why the legal system requires cash besides putting more people's lives in danger the credit card companies won't take the uh the, the it's the credit card companies i believe because it's still federally a controlled substance so the credit card companies like they did with kratom dude back when uh, back when i started buying kratom back in the day uh i could buy it just i could go to a website and type it into shopify and i would have kratom on me but then the credit card companies started shutting all of that stuff down then paypal shuts it down and then you're down to like doing an e-check like now i pay with e-check <laughs> right okay okay um millennials this is my boy brett um this is good to know 1980 to 1994 or six so uh your media consumption 95 percent still watch tv but netflix edges out traditional cable as the preferred provider Brett does it. Brett is an outlier here. He's in the 5%. Cord cutting in favor of streaming services is the popular choice. This generation is extremely comfortable with mobile devices, but 32% will still use a computer for purchases. They typically have multiple social media accounts. So they kind of got you, except for, again, you're in the 5% that doesn't watch TV. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess a lot of people do. Um, everybody watches TV except for you. I like, like TV. No, I, I mean, I don't know. I, it's hard to say because I have it because Street Fight pays for it. I like my YouTube TV. I like being able to scroll through mindlessly through garbage, you know? That's uh, true. You do. You, you are, you, that's a real boomer behavior of you or Gen X behavior because you just like having, you like being able to just scroll through and like find something that's already playing for some odd reason. I, I can't stand that. Uh, banking habits for millennials. Now we're going to learn a little bit about how they bank. Millennials have less brand loyalty than previous generations. Really? They prefer to shop product. They prefer to shop product and features first and have little patience for inefficient or poor service. Because of this, millennials place their trust in brands with superior product history, such as Apple and Google. <laughs> they seek digital tools to help manage their debt and to see their banks as transactional as opposed to relational. That's, I think I'm a millennial, Brett. I really do. I'm 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 gonna start calling myself a millennial now. Yeah, I don't. I yeah, I don't. It's hard for me to care about any of this. Um, That's true. But uh, I don't. I I uh, I don't know if I do. Ha I guess I don't have any attachment to anything. Um, I mostly am just trying to spend the least amount of money. I mean, I'm the. I'm the driving engine beside behind the the race to the bottom in that um, I want increasing convenience and services, but I don't have any of extra money. And uh, true, you know, my my station in life is on the decline. Yeah, I'm a big fan of services too. If I could afford to have a bunch of services, like if I could do a handy app thing to get somebody to come and clean my house. I mean, I would like to have, I want a maid. Brett. They would rob I you. really do. You think so? Yeah, you should pay for a maid service full price. If you pay for a budget ass maid off an app, they're going to fucking steal from you. Of course. Yeah. Pay I, for the real thing. Don't pay for a counterfeit service just because an app says they found someone desperate enough to do it for $3 an hour. True, true. I, I I would love a maid though. That would be great. But I think I would need it every day, and that, I just can't afford that. No, once a month deep clean is the way to go. And also, people, yeah, I don't, I don't think it. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, that's a big conversation. Right. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, well, I mean, because it's like, yeah, I mean, why can't you take care of your own self? You know, but also this person is a professional and they can do things faster than you can if you're dysfunctional, you know, when it comes to cleaning. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of people that don't. I mean, I think cleaning is something that you learn that you have to learn in life that maybe a lot of people don't learn according to the things I've seen in people's apartments. <laughs> Well, men, for because sure. Like, I mean, the uh, problem is guys don't. Yeah, nobody forces men to learn this stuff. Nobody forces guys to learn this stuff. Um, it's also incredibly hard to work 40 hours a week and maintain a household and like get all the corners and pull the fucking fridge out, you know? Uh, and also like people with fucking I have a fucking awful brain that doesn't handle that kind of stuff very well, you know? 
So I see the benefits of paying somebody to come to the house and clean, you know, not like do all the cleaning for you, but like taking care of the extra details that you don't have time for. Like, like, like mopping or, or yeah. doing the deck brush on the floor, which I, that might just be our house thing, but you know, doing a deck brush on the floor and, and like things like that. Yeah. I would love to have somebody come and do that, but I'm also cheap, but I'm also lazy. So it's kind of hard to know, but you know, the zoomer banking habits are, uh, uh, that they're conservative and they use debit cards instead of credit cards so they learned from the millennials to not uh, uh they learned from the millennials not to get in way in debt but again they're only that, 20 so who knows yeah they can't they will get in debt eventually yeah there's no way you, to live a life where you don't go into debt yeah you get into baby debt in your 20s and then eventually you work your way up and then you get into super hardcore debt you get into 30-year house debt Right. Um, I, I mean, I mean, it's still the same escalator of capitalism. It's not any different. They always come up with different names, or, or like I was saying on the show the other day, that like, oh, twenty-year-olds these days, all they do is just go on TikTok, and then all of us, and then the government gives them a thousand dollars a week to do that. It's like, no, that's not true at all. They're doing like the worst jobs possible because we've always made young people do the worst jobs possible. Like we've always made, we've all expect them to do the worst for less and we are wringing more out of them than ever before. That's what's going on. Right. And I keep thinking like, if I didn't go to college, I might be debt free now. I, I really fucked myself up. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I was probably only maybe $10,000 in debt before I started college. And then I was just like, Let's get up to 85,000. <laughs> so that's the way I handle it. Right. Well, that is street fight for this week. Uh, hey, you know, come see us in September 16th in Pittsburgh. I think we're trying to book more dates. They'll probably be pretty close to Ohio, but uh, I think we're ready to start getting a full touring schedule together again. Yeah, stay stay tuned to the um, social media platforms. Uh, we've got some some cities in the works, and we're hoping to get to more uh, that will be happening soon. Of course, we'll let you know. And really, the best thing you can do is tell your friends, uh, let other people know. That's how we got to where we're at is all of the wonderful listeners uh, turning on their friends and family and acquaintances and whoever it may be even just a cool person that you meet at the grocery store. Um, tell them about Street Fire Radio. Spread this mess across the U.S. That's what we're here to do. And we hope to see, you know, a better and brighter future without the United States of America intact. Uh, and that's only going to happen when we all get together and listen to this podcast. I also want to say, like, if if you want us to come to your town and your town isn't like a population 1500 people or something like that. And you know, of venues that might take us, you know, send us an email, uh, hit us on Patreon, hit us on, on social media. And, uh, I mean, there are places, 
you know, people always ask us why we haven't done certain places, a place like Buffalo or Salt Lake City and stuff. And honestly, for places like that, we've never been able to find a venue. We want to fucking go everywhere. So uh, if if you can help us book venues, then you'll get us to where you're at, basically. Yeah, that's true. Try to kill the same Stop, bitch, no, you not shit Yeah, I had to see it Top sticks on top of top stick How you wanna play it? Hot blitz, that mean I blitz Better say a prayer Mob shit for the right price We'll kill the man Everywhere I go, I keep that too long Bitch, I fill my pockets up with blue honey This ain't old money, this all new money If a nigga play with me, then I'ma shoot something Niggas telling, so I gotta see your black and white I can show you how to get it, how to stack it right Bitch, get up out your feelings, this a savage life Made her come blow on this mic, just like she glad it's night